capital culture has enabled a different and a new atmosphere in state politics. This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Well, thanks for tuning in to this special Between the Seasons episode of the Leaders We Need podcast. I'm Joel Harder. We're going to launch season two of the Leaders We Need here in a few weeks after the first of the year, and we have a great lineup of guests. We've got leaders in state and local politics, those working in the policymaking arena in the Oklahoma State Capitol, as well as leaders in business, education, the nonprofit arena. We've got leaders from all across the nation that are going to join me on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss these conversations. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Leaders We Need podcast. Whatever platform you use, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you're subscribed and following the Leaders We Need and leave a comment and engage with us. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of on the Leaders We Need. We'd love to hear from you. Well, before we launch season two, we're also going to have a series of special episodes talking about all of the work that's going to begin happening in the state of Oklahoma through capital culture. How many times have you heard it said 2020 has been a challenging year? That's certainly true across our state and nation, and it's true of capital culture. 2020 was a difficult year. A lot of the things we wanted to do this year, we had to kind of hit pause on. But it also gave us a chance to really think through what can we do moving forward that will make the biggest impact, break through the cycles of incivility that we see and bring people together to discuss real solutions that can move our state and the communities across our state forward. Over the next few weeks, before we really get into season two of the podcast, we're going to have a couple special dedicated episodes just to discuss some of the new initiatives that you can expect to see launch from Capital Culture. These are opportunities that you can get involved in. You can support, you can partner with us, you can participate in these conversations that will be taking place all across our state. Today on The Leaders We Need, we're going to listen to a conversation I had with Chris Forbes when I was a guest on the Baptist Messenger Insight podcast. It was a great conversation where we looked a little deeper at the work that I get to do in the state capitol, the way in which I'm interacting with leaders all across our state, and we talked about some practical advice and some things that you can do today to begin thinking a little better about the political arena and how to engage with politics and engage with state and local leaders. So let's jump into the conversation I had with Chris Forbes on the Baptist Messenger Insight podcast. When Leaders Matter, How Civility, Integrity, and the Leaders We Need are Possible by Dr. Joel W. Harder. Forward, written by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. And when Leaders Matter, Chaplain Joel Harder presents a three-step approach to engage leaders and restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. When that happens, leaders will be able to work and inspire our communities, states, and nation 
to address the real problems we are facing and navigate a way forward that will benefit all of us. When leaders matter, how civility, integrity, and the leaders we need are possible. Available now on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and BarnesandNoble.com. Welcome to the Insight Podcast. I'm Chris Forbes, your host. Today, we have a conversation with Joel Harder. He is the chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives and is the founder of Capital Culture, which he's going to explain a little bit about that. And uh, he is leading up the or part of the leadership for the uh, Governor's Prayer Breakfast. And want to welcome you to the show today. Thank you for joining us, Joel. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Wow. So um, why don't a lot of people may not be familiar with you. I know that uh, I've seen you uh, in, and around, in and around the Capitol and in and around our events. And uh, you are a Southern grad and you are uh, involved in ministry. Uh, can you tell about your ministry connection to Oklahoma Baptists and also uh, explain a little bit about your work in the house? Absolutely. So uh, we moved to Oklahoma a couple years ago from the Washington, D.C. area, and I was on staff at First Baptist Alexandria. And so been a lifelong Baptist, been in pastoral ministry. And then when we moved to Oklahoma, uh, I was uh, given an opportunity to launch a ministry in the Oklahoma State Capitol. And obviously being in D.C. had a lot of background with the legislative culture and, and you know, Capitol Hill staffers and, and um, you know, national federal lawmakers. And so I launched a ministry in the state capitol now about four years ago. And it's really a ministry of, of bringing a pastoral presence into that space. Um, it's a ministry rooted in prayer and prayer for leaders, and we find a clear exhortation in First Timothy to pray for our leaders. And, and the work of Capital Culture and my ministry in the state capitol is really one that believes, like Paul did, that the gospel uh, is the power of salvation in God to, to transform uh, the culture, to transform uh, the, the city and the place in which you live, but also to transform the, the whole nation. And, and he, Paul was very strategic in where he planted ministry presence. And, and there was something about planting that gospel presence in uh, and around leaders uh, that was so important to him. And, and I, I have seen why, because when you, when you really bring that presence, not of a political agenda, but simply desiring good and praying for the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the truth of God to impact the, the minds and hearts of our leaders, then you can impact so many people because the work they do is so important. And, and it impacts in Oklahoma, four, four million people are impacted by the work of our policymakers. And so I've been, I've been doing this work now for a number of years, and I have seen how the culture that we often think is so gripped with incivility and, and division and partisanship and hostility just begin to soften and and when I pray at the beginning of a legislative session, you know, I'm not naive, Chris. I don't think that 
because of something I'm going to pray, suddenly our representatives aren't going to debate anymore. They are. They're still going to debate, and they need to. But I believe that that moment of prayer can can transform that environment. And now the, the tone of that debate can be better, and the substance can be better, and the product of our leaders working and doing that hard task of, of crafting legislation and policy can bear much greater fruit and will bless all in Oklahoma. And so that's, that's what I do in the, in the state capitol. Uh, we attend Southern Hills Baptist Church, uh, love Southern Hills, love uh, Pastor Melton, have really enjoyed getting to uh, sit under his pastoral leadership. Uh, and I've, I've just longed to be able to serve the church here in Oklahoma however I can. And I'm excited to tell you that I'm, I'm starting the, the transitional pastorate for First Baptist Bethany in the new year. And so just excited to continue serving the state of Oklahoma, ministering to our leaders, but also to serve uh, Oklahoma Baptists in, in a number of different ways. Wow. So uh, you've got a lot of things going on there with the... Uh ministry that you're now taking on and uh, thank god uh, that you're here and able to to help the the folks at uh first bethany as they transition to finding a new pastor uh i was intrigued when you you talked about the impact of prayer and uh your ministry efforts there on the capitol do you find uh responsiveness across the aisle or is it just one particular group uh, that are more responsive to you? What's it like in terms of the spiritual connection you're able to make with people who are Democrat, Republican, independents, et cetera? Yeah, no, I've absolutely seen that the the ministry and specifically when you lead with this, this uh, focus on prayer, it cuts across all divides. And, and of course, in Oklahoma, the, the divides that we see in the policymaking arena aren't so much, you know, right, left, uh, Republican, Democrat divides. It, it can be, you know, just simply uh, across different legislative districts. You know, sometimes the, the needs and priorities in one legislative district will align with those in another, and sometimes they'll be in conflict. And and, uh, you know, the divides can sometimes be more stark between rural and urban um, or just different parts of the state. And and regardless of where our lawmakers come from, regardless of the different principles that they hold to and the things that really led them to seek office, I really do believe that our leaders are chosen servants. They're democratically chosen by the people of Oklahoma, but the Bible leads me to believe they're chosen of God's sovereign will. These are the people that he has appointed to serve in these positions of authority at this time. And as believers, you know, our task is to trust God and to pray that, that God will continue to work and believe that God has been working in their lives, leading them up to this point. And their voice is important. Probably one of the best opportunities I have uh, is to listen in on debate, when, whether it's in a committee hearing or on the floor. I'll listen to debate, and often, some when when someone's debating an opposition, they they may know that that the votes are there and their debate may not win the day, but their voice is important. And when I get to just simply tell them that, thank you for your debate, even if it wasn't successful at the end of the day, 
that their voice mattered and the things that they discussed and shared uh, is an important part of crafting that better policy. And it just opens up doors across all, all backgrounds. And I've had a wonderful uh, opportunity to build relationships with all of our lawmakers in, in, in both parties, uh, urban rural districts across the state, in both chambers and in the, the executive branch and judicial branch. Uh, Oklahoma Baptists have um, established their mission as uh, embracing brokenness as an opportunity for the gospel to advance the gospel together. What are some ways you were able to advance the gospel through your ministry there at the Capitol? Well, you know, I often tell folks that when I was in seminary, I was taught a passage of scripture that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so I just figured I would go to the place where the harvest would be most plentiful. So I went to politics. When, when, when we see such brokenness and division, um, and we're clearly seeing that, there's no uh, doubt that when it comes to the, the political culture that we are in as a state, as a nation, that there's a lot of brokenness. Uh, in our culture, in our country right now. And I just really do see that that brokenness is such an opportunity for the gospel. You know, the, the light shines brightest in the darkness. And one of, personally, one of the uh, verses that has been very um, near to me and a guiding principle for how I've done this ministry is a teaching of Jesus, well known uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, when he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And and if you want to know what characteristic, what attribute, what, what thing can you do that will most readily identify you as a child of God, in uh, this teaching of Jesus, we see it's it's not our prayer life, it's not our Bible study, it's not our devotional life, it's not the disciplines that we practice, it's being a peacemaker. And I really do endeavor to bring that peacemaking presence into what is often a very uh, unpeaceful um, environment. I get to step into a lot of controversy, to be quite honest, and, and try and be that peacemaking presence. And I've seen the Lord work powerfully through it. It doesn't get a lot of press. Uh, It's often in conversations that you don't hear about or see, but there are wonderful conversations. There's wonderful work being done in our state capitol by leaders that on the surface you wouldn't think they get along at all, but they really do work so well together. And, And being that peacemaking presence, bringing that spirit of Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, really does advance the kingdom, advance the gospel, and impacts people's hearts. You know, we just went through a very raucous, to say the least, election, and we're still in the middle of, there's a lot, like online, it's just, you know, there's a lot of polemical, you know, stances people are taking. Uh, even ministers are are getting political sometimes, and um uh, can you can you speak to that? Like, what are some things that we can learn from you as someone who is engaged in this uh, kind of culture all the time? What are some ways that ministers can become uh, more uh, 
sensitized in how they respond to each other. I mean, obviously, if you probably, I assume, have your own political points of view, but you minister to people who have completely different points of view. What are some keys that you've learned that could translate into how we interact with each other online and face to face? Yeah, well, the guiding verse for the ministry is First Timothy 2. And I actually have, have recently published a book that kind of does a deep dive into this exhortation that Paul gives his protege, Timothy, who was leading the church in Ephesus, again, a, a center of political authority for the, for the Roman Empire, to pray for leaders. And I would say, look to that prayer and the principles that undergird it. Uh, the principle you find there is to, one, pray for leaders. That's the whole exhortation, pray for leaders. That's our first uh, uh, duty, is to pray for them. But to do it in three specific ways. To be th- thankful for leaders. Uh, to, to pray uh, giving thanks for them. Uh, then it says to intercede on their behalf, which I simply define as desiring good for them, uh, whether they know you're praying for them or not. And third is to do so with no other political agenda or any agenda whatsoever. So I, I say pray for leaders, giving thanks for them, desiring good for them, and desiring that all in the state would thrive because of their work. And if you let that that three-pronged prayer be your first response to the political system, what happens is a transformation takes place in your own heart. You begin to trust God a little more. You know, if you look across uh, biblical uh, text and, and human history, we see this one undeniable truth, and that is God is sovereignly guiding the course of human history. Uh, My favorite reference is the book of Esther, The book of Esther is entirely about God's sovereignly guiding human history, even when his name is not mentioned. And so we can trust that God is still guiding the course of human events, and he's still in control, and we need never fear a future where the Lord is seated on the throne. Secondly, we also develop uh, an affection for our leaders as people. Often we forget that they are human. We, we distill them down to a caricature of themselves based on you know, our presuppositions of their policies or political party or, or the policies they seem to be promoting. And we need to remember that in God's design, authority is real, power is real, but he has made it such that human agents are stewards of that authority. And our leaders are never more than a person, but they're also never less. And we should never treat them as less than a person. I think you would agree, and we all agree, that that is probably the worst thing that you can do, is to treat someone as less than a human being. And so if you let that prayer guide you, and then this would be my really practical advice, focus on state and local leaders. Uh, When we look to national politics it gets a little removed from us and and the issues get a little too big, the numbers get too big, and we kind of default to being binary thinkers, left, right, up, down. When you get closer to home, you have a greater ability to think with a little more sophistication 
about the policies they're discussing. It's no longer just a, a Republican solution or a Democratic solution. Um, these problems are complex and they need complex solutions. And if we would focus on state and local leaders, um, we would start to cut through the incivility. And, and Washington, D.C. is downstream. So engage and really begin to engage state and local leaders with this prayerful attitude based on 1 Timothy. And what you will discover is you really can impact them. You really can impact their leadership. Um, and, uh, and that will then reverberate down the road to, to our national politics. I'm not suggesting that you abandon your political agenda or, or beliefs. Um, we're blessed to live in representative democracy where we can advocate for the things we care about, but begin with this prayerful heart that does set that aside and just pray for them as people. So that's my, my number one thing that I would encourage pastors to be doing themselves, to lead their people to do. And then when those conversations do come, uh, those important conversations about the things we care about, you'll find that the groundwork has been laid to have a much more fruitful conversation with your leaders. Yeah, I think if you were to approach uh, Facebook um, with uh, a prayerful attitude as you're looking at, uh, you know, these things that are controversial, uh, it'd be hard to characterize people and uh, interrogatory terms and uh, put you'd be putting yourself, you would be uh, showing a Christian love I think that's what's lacking. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.